Welcome to the Living In Podcast, a show that helps successful real estate teams accelerate their growth and impact. Livian, love how you live in all aspects of life. So this week on the show, I'm joined by a, a guest that a lot of people know. For the those that are listening, uh, when I say this, they're going to assume that maybe Tom Hanks is with us. And yet, uh, I'm actually joined by the real Captain Phillips, right? The real Richard uh, Phillips is here. Um, and and the interesting segue then is, is normally we talk about entrepreneurship and about real estate specific um, content. And yet we ask you to come today to talk about some of the challenges and some of the life experiences you've had. And so um, I'd love to just start there with you obviously had an interesting and, and enduring experience 14 years ago. Yeah. And uh, a lot of lessons that came as a result of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and the things that I really did t- t- take away, away from it uh, is, you know, I, I, jo- I joined the ship a, a week before this happened. Okay, so I've been on it a week. I knew the chief mate for a month. I, I, I knew the chief engineer for maybe a month and a half, and I knew the third uh, first engineer. Other than that, I didn't know anybody. So okay. it was just a case of me, uh, when I boarded the ship, I saw security was lax. It wasn't where it should have been. Uh, we had a drill after a couple of days, uh, uh, and we learned a lot of things that... Uh, unfortunately, we weren't ready. And it's another thing, you know, uh, of a responsibility of a leader. You know, I'm required to do those drills quarterly by okay. security. And that box had been checked, but, uh, but I think it's important that it, uh, it's a lot more important to, 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 to get it down, to know it, than yeah. to check boxes. And I think in our, our society today, we're checking too many boxes and we aren't turning the rocks over to see what's really going on. So how similar then was the drill compared to reality? Oh, 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 the drill was much, much worse than, than <laughs> reality. And, and that's one thing I take away. Had I not been there, I, I for sure know it would be a different ending. And okay. uh, I would have spent uh, 90 days waiting for the money to be dropped on the deck for, for the pirates. So, uh, I mean, the, the movie was a good movie. It, yeah. it is a movie. But uh, uh, again, uh, the conditions were a little worse. The pirates weren't, weren't as nice. A little more <laughs> talking than, than actually went on. Uh, um, and it, it, it's uh, the, the things that did go on were really amazing. So the movie tried to stay on the the action side of it. And what were what were the? Th- I mean, it's fourteen years. Do you remember yeah. it all vividly? I mean, it was four uh, days, right? I, I guess so. I okay. I, I, I am probably uh, 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 losing some of my memory after okay. fourteen years. But yeah. no, uh, uh, I don't dwell on it. Uh, you know, uh, I've never had dr- uh, uh, nightmares or anything okay. from it. Uh, but no, I, I remember pretty pretty much. It was pretty vivid during the uh, five days that, yeah. that that it that it went on. Uh, and again, what what I take out of it is the the training, the informational passage, the drilling is so important. You know, it's what one thing again. I I think we forget. You know, it's it's all the hours that go into one final moment. Example yeah. is sports. You know, yeah. people don't see the hours and hours and hours. People are training and drilling and practicing. Uh, but in the end, you just saw the good outcome, and I think people got to remember the good outcomes c- comes from the training and the uh, and the people involved. So you were trained and prepared for potential worst worst possible outcome, which in this case was to be you know taken hostage. Yeah. First. Well, we, we didn't go for practice hostage. We, okay. Uh, we did do the drills, and I would kill a few people off, and I would uh, you know uh, <laughs> okay replicating. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and you know we would talk. We basically talk about before they get on the ship, and okay. then we talk about if you did become caught, if you didn't make it to the safe room, uh, don't okay. try and get there. Do you got to go hide and wait for people? So so we talked about that things not to talk about things. Yeah. To, 
things to stay away from if you are a, a, a hostage. So, so we did talk a little of that, but really it was the basis and the foundation that allowed my crew to act on their own uh, without me. And, and that's what they did. They were instrumental in, the, in their safety and mine. Yeah. So as a leader, you're taken, you're taken hostage for five days. What goes through your mind? Uh, well, in the, in the beginning, you know, people asked me, uh, first 12 or 13 hours was on the ship. They were trying to find my crew. They were in the safe room. Okay. Uh, they couldn't find them. My ship was shut down by the chief engineer as planned. Uh, and then my crew took the, their leader, the leader of the pirates, took him as hostage at one point. So okay. uh, for that 12 or 13 hours, I was really only problem shooting. I had no time to think about my family, my life, the danger. It okay. was how do I solve this problem? How do we get out of here safely? And that was my full, full bearing of my thought. And so, what were the problems that you were trying to trying to focus on? Well, I was trying to get the guns out of the people with the guns' hands. Okay. I, I was okay. trying to communicate them, b b build a rapport. Yeah. Uh, you know, by giving them sodas, cigarettes, that area of the world, yep, is yep. Marlboro country, we call it. It is a okay. currency, and just trying to build a rapport because I yeah. figured uh, I would need it later. And and indeed, I did. Uh, uh, it, it did help me. Uh, you know, and looking back, you know, I say, you know, I should have maybe uh, secured the bridge and head to the safe room sooner. But uh, with the Tuesday morning quarterback, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I was able to uh, tell my crew where the guns were, where the pirates were. Okay. I was able to lead the pirates away from where my crew was because I knew where they, where, where they were located yeah. in the backup safety room. So I, I was a, a, actually able to help. And my chief mate, a lot of people don't know, Shane Murphy, was all over the ship. Okay. Uh, you know, on different places, and he almost yeah. got caught or, or or shot a few times. Wow! Uh, so so it, it was Shane was outside. Most of the crew was in the safe room, and okay. then I, I and my third mate maybe were on the bridge on the gunpoint. So uh, it was really a team effort. Uh, uh, w without there, uh, uh, the the great job that my crew did, uh, we, we would both be. Uh, sitting for 90 to 120 days on a hardship. When you say 90 to 120 days, was that always the hope that you had, or did you know there was an alternate ending? Well, it, back then, all insurance companies, the companies told you, don't make the pirates mad, don't fight okay. them, don't hide, don't do this. Uh, don't do think, all the things you guys yeah. prefer did. Things sailors <laughs> don't do. Uh, we, we were left to our own devices. Okay. We had weights, we had water, we had uh, axes, hatchet, okay. uh, you know, to use against them. Uh, it was the first ship I'd ever been on that didn't have a weapon. Okay. So it was different for me. Uh, uh, that was Mask is a European company, and they don't believe in weapons. They, they okay. thought the potential for uh, harm to ourselves was greater than protecting ourselves, two things uh, we, we don't believe in. Okay. Uh, so uh, that was the first ship I've ever been on that didn't have a weapon. And so you, you assume, though, based on the training and at least based on the intel, that 90 to 120 days, you were gonna get, they were going to get paid off and that you yep. were going to be then off off the boat or out of the situation. Well, they, they, that was the normal routine. They, okay. they, they drop an ultralight or helicopter, drop the money, pirates would grab the money, yeah. and then they'd head to the boat, go ashore, and then they'd let the crew, if there was still water, if there was still fuel, if the motor yeah. was still capable, okay. they, 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 they would let them leave. But you know, there, there, there is no honesty among thieves. Yeah. Uh, and there were instances where they dropped the, the money onto the deck, the pirates grabbed the money, got to their skiff, and they were heading to shore. They were intercepted by another pirate group, killed them and they stole their money. So it's, it's a tough business not being a pirate. Yeah, interesting business model. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so then, you know, a lot of people obviously have seen the movie, a lot of people have read your book, and uh, you, you know, I know you said the book is far better than the movie. Of course. But, um, <laughs> so then the, the book, how, how accurate is it versus, you know, the reality component? 
Oh, I, I mean, the, the, the book was uh, oh, sorry, completely, yeah. yeah the, because you wrote movie, it. Yeah. yeah, so the movie then. Well, uh, yeah. Steve Talty was a ghostwriter, so yeah. I wanted to be good, so uh, I, I hired yeah. him. So he wrote 90% of it. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get some history of the Merchant Marine. Okay. People don't know what we are. We, we are the truck drivers of the ocean. You know, we don't get a lot of good rep. Uh, you know, you got, you got Captain Innocent on the Titanic, Captain Hazelwood on the Exxon Valdez. You got the Greek captain who, who abandoned ship and then forgot to tell the passengers. And then you got the Italian captain who goes for a photo op and runs a ship ashore, endangering 5,000 people. So we don't get a lot of yeah. good PR. So it's yeah. good that I get to highlight, especially what our military did uh, and how capable they are. Well, absolutely. So we'll, we'll talk. I want to talk about that here in, in just a couple of minutes. But. So the the movie is you know certainly is going to be um, em, embellished and and dramatized to some degree. It's a movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I I think they wanted to make it an uh, action scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so then was it as dramatic in that in that real life example compared to as as kind of dramatic and and near death uh, as it was in the movie? <laughs> well. You know, I, I don't think Hollywood can replicate real life for most yeah. normal people, like average people like me. Uh, uh, I don't think they could, they, they can do it. Uh, uh, for example, I, I got to see the guys flying in to rescue me. Yeah. Uh, and they show that in Hollywood. Hollywood just didn't do it justice. Okay. Uh, to see the actual guys coming in. Uh, so uh, as, far, as far as the book, I was, I was able also to cover things that were going on at home. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a big part of it because remember, my family was going through it as well as I did. And as yeah. my wife says, uh, I just had four pirates. She had the, the media. And okay. when I arrived home uh, five days after I was rescued, yeah. I had six satellite trucks in, in, in my lawn, one hooked up to my house for power. Uh, okay. That's what my wife had to put up with for uh, 12, 14 days. So, so pirates pale in comparison to the media, it sounds like, to what your wife was going through. So you, you mentioned the first 18 hours or so were problem solving. What's the what's then the mindset of the rest of the time you're there? Well, it changed. Once we got into the lifeboat after about okay. 13 hours on the ship trying to find my crew, trying to get the ship going, we're in the lifeboat, and things really slowed down. Okay. It, it, I, I, I was just trying to get some traction, try and get control, because I really lost control when the pirates boarded, something that's not good for any type of leader. So I yeah. just tried to get baby steps back, you know, by, as I said, giving them cigarettes, gi giving them soda, uh, and, and just try to b even, build that rapport. Even inside of the lifeboat, you're trying to well, filter that onto in, the boat? In the lifeboat, I, I, I was a little more self-contained. Okay. When I got in the lifeboat, I thought I could figure a way to escape, and that, and that was okay. my plan. Uh, okay. Yeah. So what, if you do if you, what do you do if you escape? Uh, well, I did. They still have, they still have guns. And, uh, and Well, <laughs> I, I thought it was important. By now, the Navy had got near the Bay Bridge, number uh, 69. And um, um, uh, I, knew, I knew they were a quarter mile away from me. So for me, it was just a matter of trying to uh, separate myself from the lifeboat. I thought if I could separate myself, something good would happen. Okay. Uh, and, and that was my thought. And I was just lucky enough... Uh, you know, usually they would have two guys with AK-47s by the after all, yeah. one up by the forward hatch and one in the control position, the cockpit yeah. position. We operate the boat, and uh, come Friday morning, uh, about 0200, one of the pirates got up from the aft vertical door, walked by me, went to the forward end, lied down. Pretty soon I could hear what I think are two people snoring. I'm now watching the leader. He's in the coxswain position, and He's sort of nod, nodding and yeah. dozing and drooping. He's acting like he's had a bad movie. I'm thinking I can get by him. When all of a sudden the third guy stood up, he ducked out the hatch. He's standing on the platform out there. 
And I'm wondering to myself, what the heck is he doing? And, yeah. uh, uh, perhaps our audience will guess even pirates have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I remember sitting on that thought and going, Rich, it doesn't get any better than this. Two sleeping and snoring, one nodding and dozing, one eating nature's call. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to actually get up, take two strides, get by the guy, go out the hatch, push them, uh, and then push them again. He went to the water screaming, and I dove away, just started swimming away. Okay. Uh, and then you said that the reality as far as the, you know, the, the services showing up was much different than it was cast in the movie. Tell me about that. Oh, well, like you said, the, the, the manner which they got there, how fast they got there, how quick. I mean, I'm on the other side of the world, 15 hours away, yeah. let alone the miles. And yeah. uh, they, they were there very quick, much quicker than, than I presumed, because I can remember sitting on that thwart, that light boat and thinking, Rich, I'm in a tough time here. You got four knuckleheads with guns and nobody knows you're out here. Uh, now, I knew they knew I was out here, but they didn't know where exactly I was. So okay. I really figured that I was just too far away. So it was really up to me until the Navy got there. And when they get there, what goes through your mind? Uh, well, it was sort of confrontational. All of a sudden, boom, lights went on, uh, okay. PA system. Uh, the pirates were expecting it uh, were, because they okay. were checking the skies and the sea. They, they, they were expecting a Navy boat to come. And when it came, it just startled us. And from that point on, they were in communication with, with the pirates and they were just trailing the lifeboat. And, and, and so they were expecting the Navy, but did yep. they have any plan or were you still oh. continuing to be in dialogue at that point? Oh, oh, oh they, they, they didn't care. As long as I was alive, okay. uh, they felt the U.S. government would do nothing. Okay. So, uh, you know, they, they were aware of them, but it really wasn't until Saturday afternoon they started getting a little hinky a little nervous with the with, with the navy's presence okay. in, in the beginning they didn't think anything of it and and so what was the catalyst to make that change then oh i, I think they saw what the navy's doing they were buffeting us they were sending uh, uh ships near us helicopters were going overhead okay at times the pirates were shooting at at the at the guys uh they had boats out there uh you know watching us so uh i mean there, there was a lot of effort and that's one of the things i take away again about the united states of america yeah uh how many countries would go after one guy one guy mm -hmm. with three ships thousands of people planes the the uh, uh uh intelligence that was required and that's one thing the seals told me he goes you know we were only the the tip of the spear yeah says well the intelligence the air force the navy the boats the logistics they couldn't have done what they did. You know, again, uh, the, the story goes back to teamwork and yeah. working together. And, and, and even though, as in my case, I had initial failure. Uh, just because you have initial failure, I think you got to plan for failure as well as initial success. Yeah. But you can't let that initial failure stop you. You have to keep going. Well, it's interesting because I was, I was at an event a couple of years ago and uh, Rob O'Neill, who was part of, you know, SEAL Team 6, who was yep. there, actually. Uh, I've met him and uh, I did a few events with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's got some entertaining stories. Oh, yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, you know, Rob was saying this is similar, similar, you know, anecdote, which is you plan for failure in advance. Of yeah. Yep. Was that part of something you learned as a byproduct or something you knew going in? Oh, you know, it's something I talk about in my talk. Uh, yeah. Nothing goes as planned. I think Rob says that. Yeah, yeah. No incident, no training, no drilling, or no actual uh, event goes yeah. as planned. So you have to be ready for that. Now, through my years, I, I've had uh, uh, stoved-in hulls from icebergs. I've had fires in the end room, fires on deck, medical emergencies requiring evacuation to helicopters and boats. So for me, I knew things don't, don't go right. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why uh, in the drilling and the training, you always go a little further, a little further, a little further each time to push it. Because okay. one thing you got to remember on a ship, people are leaving every week, every 10 days. So your training never gets to the top of the hill. It's like sissy fuss. You put, push the rock up the hill. When you get to the top of the hill, it rolls to the bottom. You go down the bottom and stop pushing it back up. So the training is very important, especially in the maritime yeah. industry, because we're all on different schedules. We certainly didn't plan for this arc of life, right? Uh, uh, this wasn't on your, your... No, it wasn't my plan. No, this wasn't on your career path, I'm sure. What, what, um, what's life like after, and 14 years later, what's it like today? Oh, I, it's given me a, a lot of different uh, opportunities. I, I was able to retire from going to sea after 37 years, uh, which I th thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I've gotten to meet some very special people. Uh, uh, and now I, I have a, a lot of time to myself. I am retired. I do a little training, a little speaking, and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much on my own schedule. So, it, so it's allowed me to uh, really have other opportunities, uh, a little more free time than I did when I was sailing. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, out of every dark cloud, there's a silver lining. We just have to find it. Yeah. If you were to leave the audience as we wrap up with one lesson, what is that lesson that you've learned and carried with you? Oh, um, something I've, I've always uh, believed in. We're all stronger than we know. We can do more. We can take more. The strength, it's already within us. We just have to use it and find it.